Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by if you smile. Through your fear and sorrow, smile. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Discourse, the show where we discuss film news, reviews, or anything else in the pop culture zeitgeist that we feel the need to weigh in on. I'm Ryan Oliver, and today with me I have a very special guest. He is a staff writer and film critic for SlashFilm.com, Chris Evangelista. Welcome to The Discourse Podcast. Uh, hello. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. I'm very excited to have you, and, and as we just discussed off mic, I'm sure you're very, very excited to put our subject to bed finally uh today yes uh, this, is, this, is the, <laughs> this is the final discussion once we're done with this no one can talk about this anymore they say pandora is not going to go back in the box but we're going to do our best to put it back in and and be done with it afterwards uh we are of course talking about joker the latest film uh latest film in the dc comics universe i guess um it's directed by Todd Phillips and there's a lot of heated discussion around the movie and we're definitely going to get into that because this podcast is called The Discourse after all um, but a little bit of housekeeping before we get started this show is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network so if you enjoy this show be sure to subscribe to us via your podcatcher of choice be it iTunes Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor FM uh, iHeartRadio which we are now on and you'll get this show as well as our other programs including Be Real IDB, The Fourth Wall, or the various other things that pop up on our feed from time to time. But without further ado, let's dive into it. There's no real easy way to do it, so we're just going to go ahead and get our hands dirty. Um, I was doing a little bit of research beforehand, and, and maybe you can help help me wade through some of it. I was kind of trying to track the film discourse for Joker, like when when it all started, when people really like were were getting pretty loud about this movie um because when the trailer dropped earlier this year i feel like it was received pretty well um it seemed like people were were interested um joaquin phoenix i think had a lot to do with it it seemed like a very interesting take on the character as a a sort of like mixtape of taxi driver meets king of comedy but applied to joker but around like the end of August, beginning of September, the I, the script leaked for the movie. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, and that seems to be when the the sort of like the the ramp up for the discourse around this movie started. When the script leaked, uh, did you did you read it by chance? I did, and I I, I sort of had that same like roller coaster approach. So I remember because you know I've, I I cover film for slash film so i'm always writing these stories and i remember they first announced ah they're making a joker movie and my initial knee-jerk reaction was boy that's stupid they should not do that. <laughs> and then they announced joaquin phoenix was going to be in it and i immediately perked up because i mean this is going to sound like hyperbole but i honestly believe joaquin phoenix is, is like one of the best actors working like right now he is phenomenal I don't think I've ever really seen like a bad performance from him and he's only gotten better over the years. So knowing he was in it, I was like, well, that's interesting. And then they kept announcing really exciting names, you know, Robert De Niro, Zazie Beats, all these people. I was like, wow, this is a really good cast. Maybe this is going to turn out for, <laughs> it's going to turn out really good. And uh, you know, the, the trailer dropped and the trailer looked visually appealing. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be, 
a good movie. And then the script leaked and I read the script and my, uh, my heart sank because it was not good. <laughs> um, to be fair, I, I have, you know, a lot of people have said they were basically rewriting the script on the set. Um, the Zazie Beats character, who I don't think they even say her name in the movie, but in the script, she had a much different arc and it was really, really bad. And they changed that. So I appreciate that, but they still kept a lot of stuff. And I feel like that script release was sort of like the beginning of not the end, but sort of like the, the start. And then it sort of died down and then it won the golden lion. And I think that sort of like, got everyone like what is going on with this movie and now here we are yeah it it was the golden lion and then like somewhere in between there it felt like um when universal canceled the hunt um i I saw a lot of sentiment going around uh because that script had leaked the the one that you had read and and people were saying like oh they canceled the wrong movie like in terms of like what it sort of represents in our culture and and things of that nature that's a sentiment i saw a lot so between that and then it debuted at venice and then it won the golden lion people were going nuts about that um they were going crazy and then uh like you know kind of like what the joker would want in a weird way uh, <laughs> and then um and then it played tiff where you saw the movie and people have been talking nonstop about it debating and, and it's really opened up the can of worms of like you know art and our sort of responsibility the responsibility as artists for what they're putting out in the world and, and i think we'll get into a lot of that discussion but now that it's actually finally here the night that we're recording this that it actually people outside of press are going to see this movie um i'll pass it to you um through all that that dirt and the muck and the discussion through it all that aside what did you ultimately feel about joker as a whole right so this um, this is a conflicting thing especially because i saw it a few like uh september and now it's october and there's been like so much discourse that it's sort of like affected my like memory of the film but i gave it a positive review um it is <laughs> from a technical standpoint i would argue this is a good movie it is definitely the best thing todd phillips has ever directed um you know from his point of view uh the style is great even though you know it, it has to be said that you know he's he's you know aping the Scorsese taxi driver style, but it looks gorgeous. The, the score is phenomenal. And most of all, Joaquin Phoenix is, uh, is incredible. I mean, this really is a one man show. Um, even though all these other actors are in the movie, they have very little to do. Um, uh, Zazie beats is very underused. Robert De Niro is in a few scenes, but he's, barely there like mark maron is in literally one scene so so like the whole movie is really his show uh joaquin phoenix's show and he goes for it man he does not hold back and it's a really believable performance and it's a really disturbing performance and uh so and the film you know much has been said about like this is a dark and gritty movie and it is exceedingly dark in a lot of ways it's in there are bursts of violence in this movie that caught me off guard because there it's like horror movie level violence, which I really was not expecting. Just the way Todd Phillips shoots it and the way it's handled, it's it's 
uh, I don't want to say overly graphic, but it's done in a way I was not really expecting. So those it's are not stylized for right. sure. Yeah, it's yeah. very blunt and like even like you know you could uh, much has been made about the taxi driver connection, but I would argue that like the infamous taxi driver conclusion where you know he goes on that shooting rampage that is for lack of a better term that is a bit stylized. There's something that doesn't quite feel a hundred percent there and this is different this is it's done in this uh really realistic way also let me just add this footnote here i am not saying todd phillips is a better filmmaker than Morris Scorsese. please no one out there think i just said that <laughs> because that would be embarrassing so all right those are the positives negative wise the script is just terrible there there's it's really on the note it's the type of script that if I had seen this when I was like 13 and like an angry teen, I'd be like, Oh man, this is the smartest movie. And <laughs> like the script is so like blunt that it, it has like lines where people like spell out the, the overarching mess. Like there's a part at the end where literally the, the Joker is like, this is what society has done to me. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, don't, don't put, don't have him say that. That's a really dumb thing to say. So script wise, it stinks, but everything else like rises above the material. Like there are certain scenes in this movie that really, really impress me. Um, uh, I guess I'll, I'll wait till we get into the spoiler stuff. Cause it's mostly stuff at the end, but um, yeah. So uh, it's, it's hard, man, because like, I feel like a lot of the, the backlash is going to like color how people see the movie now. Like I saw it before the backlash was like at it's, it's full pitch where it is right now. And uh, you know, I, it, it was sort of there, but it wasn't at the level it is now. And I feel like now people are going to go into it with a, a kind of a different expectation. So I don't know if that sort of affected how I watched it. Cause I didn't, you know, uh, the best way I can put it is I didn't walk out of the theater and think, boy, that sucked. I walked out of the theater and thought that was a really well-made movie with nothing to say. Like, the movie has no real story. It's it's not really about anything. You could argue it's about this, you know, angry guy and how society has turned him into a, a killer, but it's really not about that. I really don't think this movie has anything it wants to say so it's it's a gorgeous looking meticulously made empty movie and that's that's how i would sum it up i think that's a very like strong way to like put it like i i would i i, I would largely agree i think i like this movie maybe maybe a little bit less um a little like less high on it um but uh, I did my best having just watched it a couple nights ago. And especially like you said, there's so much discourse around it. I think like, you know, given its subject matter. And then I think the other biggest thing that people are talking about, at least in our circles is the, the very like misguided uh, interview that Todd Phillips had recently, where he talked about how like, you can't be funny in today's woke culture, which is just like, you know, again, a completely and utterly misguided statement. And I think that is definitely, um, and I think he said something else, and, and I'll try and look it up as we're doing this. But I think that that has, you know, soured right. some views going into the movie. Yeah, which which like I did my best going into this movie to put all that shit aside because even though I, I had never really been high on Phillips as a filmmaker as a whole, but like the movie 
sounded intriguing. It looked intriguing. It looked good. Uh, I did not read the script going into it. So I didn't have any of that like sort of uh, pre context going in. Uh, So I'm just like, I just want to see this as a movie because I'm really curious. And I think that like that statement of like, it's a gorgeous looking movie with nothing to say is, is accurate. Cause I think that's where like, there are scenes, so many scenes in the movie, especially early on that, and mostly like credit. I mean, part of acting is also direction. So credit to Phillips, but most credit to Joaquin Phoenix, who is like deeply disturbing, deeply unsettling. I agree with you. I think he, I agree with your hyperbole. I think he is one of the best working actors today. Like I've never seen a bad performance from him. I think he's absolutely terrific here. And the way the camera just lingers on him in a close up and, and the, the unnerving score, the score of this movie is really fantastic uh, as well. And it just violence you're talking about. It's very unglamorous, very unstylized. And like, it makes you uneasy every time there's a gun on screen. And I have to say, like, I, I actually have to credit Todd Phillips for that because they like, I think there was a realization of like the dangerous implications of this movie. And so the, the stark violence is just, it's felt. And even when it's not happening, the, the feeling that it could happen at any moment is really uneasy. And I think that's a, a really big strength of the movie um, but I agree with you and where it falters is the script and it's nothingness to say there's a line and I'll, I'll save it for spoilers. Cause, um, it, cause it is in that, that climactic scene. Uh, but there's a line that really sums up how I feel about this movie that it just, it doesn't really take a stance on something. And I think that's where I like, I was captivated in individual moments of the movie, but as I left the movie, very similarly, I'm like, this is well-made in a lot of respects, but there's just something here that's that's missing that it has nothing to say and 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 therefore this like the 70s uh, Scorsese aesthetic just kind of like feels grafted on like an Instagram filter a little right. bit like <laughs> right. you know you right. know it, it's not it's honestly in a way not dissimilar to like this these like it's not dissimilar to like Batman v Superman in that way where like you know, that movie wants to be this like examination of heroes in our worlds and like gods among men. And it's like not particularly good at that. And it's, it's similar here where it's like, Oh, it's, you could maybe see some stuff that it's like, Oh, there's political turmoil and there's, there's a whole eat the rich element to it. But like none of that really comes to fruition in a way I think that works. And so you just have, you have this, terrific actor showcase for Joaquin to to do his thing and 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 he's outstanding like like the the way he like twists and contorts his body is like almost a work of art in itself yeah I could have watched those scenes play out for days um but then it's all the filler and then it's all like there's another cup there's other things and spoilers I want to mention in regards to the sort of it's greater comic book connections that are pretty like clumsy for lack of a better term right i was uh, i was i was really surprised by that because todd phillips made such a big deal about being like this isn't a comic book movie but it really is it it gets very comic booky at times which yes i was i was like what the hell <laughs> like what what was the point of saying it's not a comic book movie if you're gonna throw all that stuff in there absolutely that like there's one moment in particular which i guess it's a spoiler so i'll save but it's 
dancing around it. It's one moment we've seen in a million movies before. And it's just like, yeah, again, why make such a big deal about that? If it's like, you're still going to make greater connections to, to Batman, to the Batman universe as a whole. So I thought that was a little strange and a little bit clunky. Um, and, and I think like, yeah, I think where it doesn't, you know, have a lot to say is where, you know, it, it ultimately fails for me, but I, I, uh, so I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty in the middle, which is a weird spot to be in for this movie. Um, cause everyone there, there does seem to be a really like hot, hot opinion, um, one side or the other. And, um, like I, I found myself frustrated at times, but also captivated sort of in equal measure. So it, it was, it was like a weird kind of whiplash of an experience. Right. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. And yeah, it's like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a little higher on it than you are, but at the same time, it's, it's one of those movies where I, it should be better for what it's trying to do. And you can see like the germ of a, a legitimately great movie somewhere in here. And I, you know, I think it ultimately falls on Todd Phillips's shoulders. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying that just because he just sounds like a real jerk. But <laughs> um, like and like you said, credit where credit is due, you know, acting does come from directing. And he did a great job directing Joaquin Phoenix. But he, I don't think he himself, uh, Todd Phillips, really has anything to say either. Like when you read interviews with him like about this movie, I, I haven't read like a single interview where he like sort of puts forth what this movie is. The best I've, I've seen is um, he realized that, you know, Hollywood isn't really making uh, character dramas like taxi driver or like the French connection anymore. And he's, and all they're making is superhero movies. And he thought, ah, wouldn't it be interesting if I just took a superhero setting and put it in a movie like the French connection or like taxi driver. And I get that. And I think that actually is an interesting idea, but it seems like he didn't think beyond that. It's like he got that far and then he just made the movie and then he was like, all right, done. And he forgot to like put something else in there to make it like have a purpose other than like, an ex- it's like almost like it was like an experiment and nothing more. It it feels like that at times. Like it feels like a, a a first draft. You know what I mean? Like it it just doesn't quite like. Yeah, it, it feels like there's something missing. But like you said, there's 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 those nuggets of like a great movie in here somewhere. But I I do think it rests on his shoulders because I I think I think he wanted. It seems like he wanted to branch out and he wanted to make that type of movie. And like you said, the only way he could do it was under the guise of a comic book movie. He does clearly have. Um, some directing chops in that realm that we've never really seen before. Um, I remember in, in uh, I remember in 2013 sitting in the, the one screen theater that I managed in, in Portland, Oregon, and we ran the hangover part three. Um, and I think that was the last year I ever did like a worst of list for the site I was writing for at the time. But that was like, I think that was top of my list for the year was, <laughs> was hangover three, but there's a sequence. I remember this vividly for some reason towards the end of the movie where they're trying to get Ken Jong's character and he jumps out of a hotel window in a parachute, I think. But the, it's like the scenes underscored to NIB by black Sabbath. And there's like a strobe light going on and the way like the camera moves through the hotel, it's almost framed like a thriller. 
And like the movie overall was terrible, but I remember that sequence and going like, uh, maybe he could do like an action thriller or something someday, or maybe that's what he's aiming to eventually do. And then six years later, here we are with the right. Joker. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's like, I feel like the, the small little chops I saw in that scene, like certainly are here and, and it's impressive, but it is, but it does ultimately just kind of feel like a mimicry of those movies. And if you take the context out of taxi driver, like I think of, I think of modern movies that are, also inspired by Taxi Driver, not made by a studio or like a major studio, but like, you know, I look at like First Reformed or You Were Never Really Here and like they're kind of Taxi Driver adjacent, but they take the themes of that movie and they apply it to modern day and they apply it to like what's going on in our society. And then that informs the movie. Whereas this kind of like, it just wants to mimic that, which again, it's cool. I, I think he does a good mimicry of it, but it just without the context it just feels pretty vapid right exactly and like you know like taxi driver it has that you know the character in taxi driver he's a vietnam war veteran so it has that you know element to it yeah i i think the problem with this is he todd phillips for some reason thought he had to make this a period movie and he said it, it it's set in the 80s and that in itself isn't a bad idea because then you could tie in, you know, Reaganomics and stuff like that. But he doesn't do any of that at all. You, you never get a sense that it, this is taking place in our world where Ronald Reagan was president. So it's like if you're going to do a period piece, you have to, you know, give us a reason for that. Like tie it into, you know, the 80s excess or, you know, the, the something like that. Or set it in present day where the themes that this film is touching on are even more relevant than ever. Like if I, I don't, I don't get the, the period setting other than it was just an excuse for him to make the film look like those older movies. And that's really like the only reason it feels like he put it in that period setting. And I, you know, I, I just, you could do so much with, with that period setting and this character and he doesn't do any of that. It's just like, it's the eighties. That's it. Like there's never like a, a reason for any of that, I guess. Cause like now no one has cell phones. That's like the only thing I can think of for setting it in that era. Right. Oh no, for sure. And then the other thing that's weird too is, is that, you know, it, it's, it's clearly trying to evoke uh, the, the New York city of that era. Um, there's no real indication. Like it, it's in this weird sort of one foot in one camp, one foot in the other, where it's like, yes, it, because of its, comic book origins it's set fictionally in gotham city but it it, it, it never feels like it's set in like it, it it feels too attached to the real world like i i'm trying to figure out the best way to put this but i'm thinking of like i'm thinking of like the dark knight rises which right. you know is is uh like set in modern day um and it's Gotham City within the context of the movie, but then there's like the Wall Street heist in that movie, and then there's like the whole Occupy Wall Street movement, and the the ninety nine percent versus the one percent, and then it's like there's all these things that speak to now, while you have this sort of like verisimilitude that you understand that like this is happening within the context of the movie in Gotham City, but it's speaking to now, where it's like this movie never feels, never really feels like it's a gotham city it never really feels like it's a new york of that era it's just kind of like i don't know like window dressing because there's just nothing behind it it's just like a curtain uh whereas like you know you you can do it like you said you can do it in present day 
or any period you want to, but like actually speak to what's going on. Right. Exactly. I, I just, it's, <laughs> this is a frustrating movie. Like I, <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I, I just like get tongue tied because it's like, ah, I, I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's not a great movie. It's, <laughs> and it's not really good, but it is, it's like this weird, it exists in this like weird nether world where, Right. All the pieces are there and they just don't quite fit, but you sort of still appreciate them. But at the same time, you're like, ah, to hell with this. Like, what, where are we going with this? And I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this really is a middle of the road movie. And I feel like you can't really like I'm seeing reviews now that are making this out to be like this abomination. And it really isn't that. But at the same time, I don't think it's like a, a golden lion winner either. So I, I don't know what it is about this material. That's like inspiring such highs and lows other than then that's just where we are as a society in the sense that that's how people look at things. Now it's things are either the best thing ever or they're absolute garbage and there's no room for something in between. And I, I feel like this is that in between movie and and then you get into the whole social consciousness thing. And I don't even know where to start with that because then you have yeah. to, cause like you have to argue, look, I, I think Todd Phillips knows exactly what he's doing. And even with these interviews where he's coming across as a total dick, I think he knows exactly what he's doing and he he's intentionally doing it. And it's like, a, and at the same time, it's like, I, where do you draw the line for how a film affects its audience? Like, yes. Is this film going to attract a, a terrible kind of audience? Absolutely. There are going to be, you know, that, that 4chan element out there who are going to love the Joker and, and love what he stands for. But I don't think you can blame the movie for that. And if you do, you get into this weird area where you're, you're, holding art up to this standard that you, know, you can't hold it up to. At the same time, movies do have a responsibility, not like, you know, screeds or recruiting materials. But I, I don't think this movie does that. I, I don't think this movie paints the Joker as sympathetic, honestly. No, I agree. I 100% but, agree. Like I like yes, there is a bit of empathy towards him because you need that if he's your main character, and yeah, you sort of feel bad for him. But I think Joaquin Phoenix does such a good job of making him like detestable. Like even in the moments when we're supposed to sort of feel sorry for him, it's more like a pathetic sort of like oh this pathetic loser. It's not like we we genuinely feel bad for him and. I think people are sort of like prejudging that this film is like, like a rallying cry. And it, that's really not what it is, but, but people will see it that way. And you can't really, you can't really help that. And I, you have to like divorce yourself from that, but it's especially now where we live in a <laughs> hell world. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't like, it's so hard to tell people how to feel a certain way. Cause they're, you know, they're, especially when you have such, touchy material they're going to feel how they're going to feel regardless but the i would agree i i think this movie i don't think i mean i i do think there will be people who are 
misread this movie for all the wrong reasons. It's, it, it is going to happen. Um, but I don't think anybody who's looking at this movie critically could think that. Like, I, I just don't, I don't see that. And maybe that's ignorant. Hopefully that's not coming across as such, but it's just, I think it's very, very clear that it's like, of course, because the movie is about an unsympathetic character and therefore he is the hero of his own story. There's bound to be get those miss those wires being crossed, but I don't think the movie is on that character's side by by any stretch of the word. Uh, I, I wanted to point out this great piece that I read today um, over at Vox by Alyssa Wilkinson. Um, the headline of it is "Joker has toxic toxic fans." Does that mean it shouldn't exist? And it sort of kind of gets at a lot about what we're talking about here of just like, you know, she she mentions in it that she gave the movie like a two and a half out of five, like a very middle of the road review as we're kind of mentioning that this movie is or plays like, uh, but in no way, um, you know, she's saying that she's like, I, I will defend its right to exist because like this type of like we need that type of art to be able to, you know, look at things in a different way and like it's our responsibility. It's partially on the artist, but it's also our responsibility to kind of look at it critically and make up our own mind. And, and the, the best quote uh, in the article is that uh, art for everyone is rarely good art. Um, and that's, I, th- I think that's true. Like, I, I think that, you know, do, do I enjoy a fair amount of like Marvel cinematic universe movies? Absolutely. But they're, they're big, the big four quadrant movies that are made for everybody. And they're a lot of fun. Um, but they rarely challenge, they rarely provoke, and, and they do what they need to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably less on this movie than some of those movies, for sure. But by the end of the day, it's like, I'm I'm happy that we're here having this discussion about this movie. Like, I'm happy that there's something that, like, even if it's sort of empty transgressiveness, there's a transgressiveness still that we're having a conversation about. So, right. Like, yeah, I almost I almost wish this movie were more transgressive. Yes. It, it, it almost, like, doesn't deserve all this this discourse like i like yeah it's a dark violent movie but i like i feel like if it actually had something to say it would be a lot more for lack of a better term dangerous and i almost wish it were i almost wish this were a movie that you walked out of feeling like wow i just saw something that shook up the system and that's really not what this is yeah i agree wholeheartedly about that like that's the thing it's like it should be it should be better for how much people are arguing about it um but as it stands right now we mostly have a middle middle of the road film um you know like i i i don't i don't subscribe to the fact that it's a trash fire and i i don't subscribe to the fact that it's a a masterpiece it's it's like a you know kind of a straight c to me with a a performance at the center of it um well do Oh, go Sorry ahead. again. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, the most that we can hope for is this is the start of something better. Like, I'm a, this is going to do well at the box office, yeah. I think. What, I don't know if it'll last, but it'll do well. And my only hope is if it does well, this will inspire, you know, other filmmakers with, you know, something to actually say to go into this genre and do something genuinely groundbreaking and genuinely transgressive because that would be exciting and you know maybe this is like the you know this kick down the door and now better things can come through it yeah absolutely it's it's like uh 
It's like the last scene in uh, Moneyball when Billy Bean goes to meet the uh, Red Sox manager when they offer him that job. And he's like, they say the first one through the wall is always the bloodiest. Right. Um, so <laughs> that's that's essentially Joker and, and both literally and figurative figuratively um <laughs> do you have any other like non-spoiler uh thoughts or should should we kind of swing into a little bit of a spoiler section to get let's let's get into it let's get into those spoilers let's All do right. it cool well spoilers from here on out for joker that luscious tan those ruby lips and hair color so natural only your undertaker knows for sure <laughs> i know what you're saying where get these fine new items well that's the gang chances are you bought them already <laughs> Love that um yeah I, w- I mentioned earlier the the uh, the line and and i'm sure you probably already knew what it is it's, but it's yes. when he goes on to to murray's show robert de niro's show and he's like uh, he's like oh i'm not making a political statement and I was like, maybe you should. Like, I think that would be that that would insinuate on that you know sort of danger that you were referring to. That it that if it actually had something really transgressive to say, that it would actually kind of inspire this discourse in in a sort of like it, it would be justified. Whereas, you know, it, it's like, oh, I have nothing to say. So it's like, okay, but you're making a movie that seems like it does, but then you're gonna go like. Heath Ledger's Joker, like anarchy, that chaos is all that matters. Like, eh, you got to do something a little bit different for this story. (laughs) Right. And like, even that, like, you know, the Heath Ledger Joker, like uh, the anarchy sort of thing is what he is, at least something he stands for. Like, I don't even get the sense that this Joker cares about the anarchy. There's even, I think he even says like, when they ask him like, because there's all the, the protesters wearing clown masks about them. Whereas like the, the Heath Ledger Joker would love that. He would love that he was inspiring people to, you know, go insane. Whereas this Joker, all he cares about is himself. I, so I guess it's like he's a really self-centered guy. And I guess that makes sense because I think Todd Phillips is a very self-centered guy and he's sort of like projecting himself onto this character. But at the same time, there's this great shot at the end. Um, and I wish the movie had actually ended here because it keeps going and, and that angered me a little bit, but there's this great shot where, you know, he, he, after he kills Robert De Niro's character, he's, he gets arrested and he's driving around and he's like, Oh, look, you know, all this is because of me, which first of all, it goes completely against the line he <laughs> right. said in the previous scenes. But so, uh, and then like an ambulance hits the car and the ambulance is being driven by people in clown masks. And, they, they sort of like carry him out in this like Christ-like pose because he's like unconscious. And then he eventually gets up and he's like standing on a car and all these people are around him and the city is literally on fire. And that is such an amazing like image. And I was like, if this ends here, I really like this movie. And it didn't end there. And that really bothers me because it cuts to him in like the hospital and you don't need any of that. And I feel like that is sort of, again, Todd Phillips like over himself to make this film about nothing. Because if it ends with him on the car, surrounded by his supporters, realizing he's started a movement and being happy with the movement, then the movie actually is about something. And he he's so, Todd Phillips is so dead set on having this film not be about something 
that he, he keeps it going to this needless scene where Joker is in the hospital and then he's like dancing in the hallway or something. And I was very relieved when they have the reveal where it's like, oh no, his mom is just crazy. But even that is handled in this really clumsy oh God, yeah. slapdash way. And, and he kills his mom. And even that, like, that's a dark scene. And he handled, and Joaquin Phoenix handles it really well. But I don't, I never bought it like i buy the other scenes where he he gets violent i buy the scenes where he shoots his co-worker and where he kills robert de niro like those those smothering his mother never works for me and i think it's like it's just that to me like reads like oh we need to have a bigger body count in this movie so let's just throw that in there Yes, for something that's so leisurely paced, which which I think is a like a, a positive. Like it, it's nice to just have like even a, a movie as like bleak and dark as this one. It's nice to like kind of live in it for a little bit and not just have like the progression of beats that we know for these movies. But it's like for something so leisurely paced, the ramp up towards the end is like really really rushed. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, <laughs> it's like that happens and then the coworkers are killed and then he's on Murray's show and then all that happens. Oh, whoa. Okay. Like this could have been maybe a little bit more gradual, um, but it just, it does feel very rushed. And like, um, I, 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 we, we got to talk about Zazie beats his character or can you even call that a character? How, how did you react to how the film handled her? Um, I, I didn't like it super well. I, I guess I kind of liked the reveal, even though, uh, you see it coming from Clubby, a mile away. Boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I didn't like a, like, she's great. And like, why, why underutilize her like that? Like, like, as I guess, as the kids say, why do you have to go do her dirty like <laughs> right. that? Like, right. you know, like she's, she's outstanding and she just, you know, gets, it's a pretty thankless role. Um, and then, and then the movie doesn't seem to have a faith in the audience for them to put two and two together. Like when, when he goes to the wrong apartment, it's a very, like, it's very unsettling, like many scenes in this movie and it, and it's framed well and, and Joaquin plays it well, but then it has to like cut to the flashbacks of seeing uh, Arthur in all those scenes without her in it. Like you said, very fight clubby. And it's like, but like anybody who's paying attention gets it, you know? Right. Cause she even like, cause the way she's talking to him and I agree that the flashbacks is really well handled. Cause he's like soaking wet and he just looks so defeated. And she clearly the way she, and this is a, a, you know, a testament to how great an actress she is. Cause she's doing a great job with nothing, but she clearly sells how she has no idea really who this guy is. Like she's acting like in my, my apartment and that's really all you need you didn't need a bunch of flight fight club style flashbacks where he's he's talking the thin air or at least like like do one of them you know all right we get it um so uh, but I, I'll, I'll counter this with saying even though i don't like how they underutilize her here i will say they do they do her better they do her character better here than in the script so the script um it's not all in his head like they really do go on a few dates and eventually you find out that her character i think her name is like penelope or they never i'm positive they never say her name in the movie but uh, you you eventually find out in the script that she was just sort of like going on like pity dates with him like she didn't actually she just felt bad for him and he sees her at one point like 
kissing another guy and she's with like her daughter is there too and like so the joker goes up to her daughter and he's like i want you to know your mother's a whore and i when i read that in the script i was like oh my god this is really bad and i'm glad they didn't go that route for the film this is this is bad in the film but it's much better than the script version i would agree and i think like it's it's i think it's because less you know i mean less credit to the script here and how well him and and zaze beats play the scene like they i think they really sell that scene and i like from what you're telling me dear god yeah this is this is much it's not good but oh man it's much better like that well. like the way that's written that literally turns him into and i'm sorry for using this turn but it turns him into an incel which is what everyone's accusing this movie of being like the incel training manual. And it's really not that, but if they had kept that scene in it, then it really would have been that. And I'm so glad they realized um, (laughs) that was a bad idea. I wish they had realized some other things were bad ideas too. For sure. But yeah, it doesn't feel like an incel training video because the one thing like, like, like we kind of mentioned the, the ramping up and, and murdering his mother feels phony, but the, the sort of, the the reveal of of her past and the sort of like implications of trauma being passed down from one person to the other and this sort of like perpetual cycle of fucked upness for lack of a better term like you know it doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel incel to me this movie like i I like again it doesn't feel empathetic but it's just like you at least kind of understand that sort of thing happening and so I I appreciate the movie for doing that at least, but it, it it's like you know, I, like I said, I don't know if it's a delicate enough or smart enough movie to maybe pull that off necessarily. But it, it's you know, it's at least there. I can't figure out what kind of director Todd Phillips is because he can direct a great performance from Joaquin Phoenix, but not really anyone else and i don't know if that's just because joaquin phoenix is so good he can rise above whatever todd phillips is doing and and no one else in this movie can i don't don't know well and it's funny too like i would even argue like uh i'd argue that for the first hangover like zach elfinakis is really the only one who he gets a great comedic performance out of and all the other guys are kind of on autopilot so yeah like i don't know i don't know what it is about him for sure but like yeah i mean Again, we we got a great we got a great Joaquin Phoenix performance, and like I don't put a lot of stock in awards, but he's probably going to be nominated for an Oscar come January. Um, like like he's he 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 is great, and and he he really is like he he is the meal of this movie. Like he he is the reason to go see the movie. Like I said, some of the some of the direction is really strong, um, and other other aspects of it are really clumsy and it's just kind of a weird film with a just like lightning rod of a performance at the center of it. Right. Yeah. And and on some level, I kind of like that. It's that middle of the road film. I kind of like that. It's an okay movie because I want there to be a period where we can get back to it's, it's okay. If movies are okay. I, I feel like everything in in this world of of online discourse i said this earlier where it has to be either the best thing ever or a, a trash fire and it's it's okay for movies to be okay um do i wish this were better absolutely i wish every movie i see were better than it, it was <laughs> but it's 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 also all right for a film to be somewhere in the middle and 
I, I think the discourse and I'm sorry for saying discourse so much on the discourse podcast. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the titular line, but um, I, I feel like the discourse around this movie is, is out of control. Like it shouldn't be where it is right now. It shouldn't be to this point where people are like, this is dangerous. And they're, you know, like they're putting cops hid, hidden in theaters and stuff like that. Like, like this, I, we, you know, that speaks more to where we are as, as a society, I guess. And I wish we weren't there either, but I don't think this movie deserves as much vitriol as it's getting, but it also doesn't deserve as much uh, crazy praise as it got at, you know, like at the Venice film festival. So I just, I want everyone to settle down. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, everyone settle down or else you'll let the Joker win. This is what he wants. Yes. It's almost, he it's, wants anarchy and chaos. And, right. and and now now it's it's happening. No, and I mean, like, you know, feel free to say discourse all you want. I mean, that's what we kind of try to do on this podcast. It's like, you know, we, we don't necessarily like to, you know, review reviews because that's not like forthcoming. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we the last episode we did, um, we just did. We talked about First Love, the Takashi Miike movie, uh, and and Jenny Nolf was my guest on that. And we were like, this movie is solid. It is fine, and it's okay. Like it is okay for a movie to be just fine. And that's kind of what we try to do here. Is just like you know, there's so much noise around everything, not just the Joker, but everything, and we try to cut through that noise cut through it and be like okay what's what is really going on here and i I think we've done a pretty good job getting to the center of the tootsie pop on this one of of like here here's a movie that's merely fine to like okay to fine in the midst of this like hell fire shitstorm that is (laughs) the the internet and 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 what i'm curious about too is like you know until tonight as i mentioned at the top of this episode like it's really only been festival goers and press who have seen this movie or people who waited in line with their gofobo ticket like a couple nights ago but like the general public hasn't seen this movie it's like it have we have we sort of like uh you know willed something into existence in this discourse or is like the public even gonna care like is it even gonna be that sort of like dangerous to the public but we like but for us it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy of of willing it into something crazy i don't know right i yeah and i'm right there with you because like you know obviously i i watch a lot of movies that's my job and stuff in this film that seems cliched or on the nose to me isn't going to seem that way to you know the average moviegoer the person who just casually sees movies and you know a part of me thinks that audiences actually aren't ready for how dark this is. And I, I use the term dark in quotes because I I've seen darker movies, but for what this is, it's a dark movie. And another part of me thinks people are going to come out of this and be like, was that it? Like they made this sound like the most dangerous movie ever made. And it's really just a, you know, a thriller when you boil it down to things. So I, I'm very curious to see how, how the general public is going to react. I think it's going to be a hit just because, the discourse has has driven up the hype and i think it's at a level now where people of all ages even people who don't care about comic book movies are like i gotta see whatever this is and it's sort of the same thing that kind of happened with the dark knight where it had this like 
it entered the zeitgeist before it even came out. And part of that had to do with, you know, Heath Ledger's performance and he had, had died before it came out. And people were like, I got to see whatever he did. And I think a, a similar thing is going to happen here. But the Dark Knight had legs. It kept going. People kept going to see it. And I don't know if that's going to happen with this. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those films that has a, 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 as I like to say, a boffo opening weekend. And then week two, it's going to it's going to plummet. And I guess we'll see. I have that stink- distinction, too, because like I-, I agree that I think people are going to see it for the reasons that has entered the zeitgeist. But I'm curious if because of like I, I kind of mentioned the glacial pace of this movie earlier, I'm wondering if the general public might just think it's really boring. Like, like I don't want to I don't want to like knock general moviegoers or, or, or like call them like dumb or lesser than or anything like that. But it's just like it is a very slow paced character drama like it it is a character drama in comic book clothing and so i'm just i will be curious to see how this movie plays with the general public the other thing i'll be curious about too it's because shit gets churned through the news cycle so much day in and day out now as we see on on a daily basis um like a like you know, does something have crazy legs anymore, but also even further down the road, 10 years, 15, 20, you know, I think of movies like Clockwork Orange or Taxi Driver that like the internet wasn't around when those movies came out and they were like hot button and controversial and, um, and were even met at the time with like mixed reviews. Uh, and then they've gone on to be like classic movies. Now, do I think that's going to happen to the Joker? Not necessarily, but I, I would be really curious, you know, getting out of the bubble of what we're talking about right now, what time will dictate for this movie. Like, I'm I'm curious about that. Yeah, I am, too. Even like a year from now, I'm dying to know if like it feels like especially these days, movies come and go so like uh, sporadically, like uh, something will come out. Everyone will be like talking about it. And then like two weeks later, we've all forgotten about it. And I'm really curious if like a year from now people even like think about this movie or if they're still like, Hey, that was, that was something special. That was the start of something new. You know, people still talk about the dark night and that's, you know, 10 years old. Uh, I don't know if, if this is going to be like that, but I do know that will happen when the major motion picture cats comes out later this year. So we'll have to deal with that. Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> I am counting down the days, sir. Counting. That's, down the days. that's the next hot button issue. The <laughs> cats and what it inspires in moviegoers everywhere. We're going to have to have like a special, like two hour, two part episode <laughs> to, to dissect what's going on in, in, in Tom Hooper's cats. That's, that's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> well, are there any other thoughts you have on, on Joker spoiler or otherwise before we uh, wrap this episode up? I think it's worth seeing. And I, I honestly think that's, that's the best any movie can do. Like uh, not every, like I, I've said this a hundred times already on the show, but not everything needs to be a masterpiece, but it's okay to see this movie. It's, it's, I think it's worth watching at least once i i don't think you know if if you're a moviegoer who likes movies and doesn't mind slower paced things i think you will get some something out of this movie be it you know joaquin phoenix's performance be it the the cinematography be it the the score which i've been like listening to all day on spotify it's so good like yeah like so i i there's a lot here to like and i do think 
you know, don't avoid this because you think it's like, you know, incel the movie. At the same time, if you don't like it, that's, you know, it is what it is. Like, don't act like, like, ah, I, 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 I feel like too often people, especially in our business, they feel like they've like won if they, if they've, they've said like, aha, I didn't like that. I've, I've triumphed over, over Joker. And it's just, you know, just see the movie and then <laughs> move on. What's, what's next? Adam's family. Go see that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Gemini man. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, it's, it's a <laughs> Joker. It's a movie. Put that on the poster. That's, <laughs> that's all you need to know. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a good spot to end. I, I have no further thoughts to say other than like, it's okay for it to be okay. And you know, it's, it's because of Phoenix, I would, I would say it is worth watching for sure. And, um, I, you know, I, th- I think that's that's all you need right there. Um, but it definitely uh, it definitely is more to be desired. But it's again, it's OK. It's not a trash fire, even though there are literal trash fires in the movie. Um, yes, but it is not a trash fire, nor is it a masterpiece. And that's OK. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. I feel like we had a great conversation. Hope to have you back in the future. But in the meantime, where can people find more of your work online? Uh, I am at SlashFilm.com, and I am there every day. So stop by. Say hello. I'll be there. Sounds good. (laughs) Uh, Thanks again. And once again, before we wrap this episode up, uh, the Discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network. So if you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe to our feed via your podcatcher of choice, be it Stitcher, be it SoundCloud, Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, or iHeartRadio. And you'll get this show as well as our other programs, including Be Real, IndieB, The Fourth Wall, or any of the other programs that tend to pop up on our feed from time to time. Chris, thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you. And we'll catch you on the next episode. 